Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. So Matt and I decided to do a Google search on the suit. And because we have inside information, we know all the aliases. <laughs> Did you notice all the positive comments match the aliases? (laughs) Very intriguing. Very revealing. (laughs) Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I will say it's one of two things. We're either protecting ourselves... Or we're in love with ourselves. <laughs> All right. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory. Fabulous sales staff service departments is great. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 to 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Slider, his favorite weapon. Stanton hits one to the monster again, and that one's off the top of the wall. Judge streaking around third. The throw to the plate is in time to get him. Perfect execution by the Red Sox. Kike Hernandez backing up Alex Verdugo. He got the carom. One hop to Xander Bogarts. And then Bogarts to, to Kevin Plowicki at the plate. And they had him by about, what, about two feet? Oh, Maybe easily. Feet? It wasn't even close. Yeah. Yeah, because the problem was Aaron Judge was slowing down, no, paying attention to what was actually happening, but then your stupid third base coach is like, "No, go, go," and he looks like a dope at home plate. Maybe not the way I'd phrase it, but that's okay. It's your team. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> not that I'm bitter or anything. Have I been sitting here gloating? <laughs> you have not. No. Because what did we both say anyway? One One's going to hit the golf course just a couple of days earlier than the other. <laughs> and the problem is right now is that the Yankees are currently in the same category. Like, they're only 36 hours late to the golf course than the, the Diamondbacks and the Orioles and the Pirates. That's not good. Yeah. All right. Now you got Tampa Bay next. <laughs> They're pretty good. All right, let's bring in Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated. After his Titanic golf match, by the way, with Rich Scarcella. Nate, welcome. 
Thanks so much for having me. What's going on? Well, first of all, you had a titanic match with Ritz Scarcella. <laughs> we, we need to know how it turned out. Oh, I'm horrible. I'm not good at golf anymore. It's all the second kid, Steve. That's, that's the end of it. I'm, I'm, I'm trending towards double digits on the handicap. Next thing you know, I'll be out two times a year. It's, it's all falling apart on me. So Scarcella won. Uh, come on now. Let's not get carried away. That's what I thought. There we go. There we go. You're just comparing. Oh, you're, com- you're comparing yourself to you. Uh, yeah, let's – come on. <laughs> that's, that's, I'll leave it at that. Well, I think that now settles it. That's, yeah. That settles it. It's not fair. I, you know, look, I got some lengths off the tee – you know, a little more touch, the hands softer, you know. <laughs> and yet you're giving the game up. I, not intentionally, not willingly. It, it's This has been inflicted upon me. The world has babysitters. All right, so, all right, let's... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, through five games, uh, let's... let's uh, Take it in all three areas. Uh, start defensively. When you watch Penn State play defense, what has been your thought through five games and how fast, quote, you know, in terms of how they play, are they playing right now? I think that people are missing the point. And the point, because everybody's talking about the secondary, and the secondary is good, but the secondary isn't as good as it is if they're not stopping the run. Yep. And so Penn State. It's like this is formulaic Brent Pride defense. This is what they want to do. It all works in tandem. You've got 11 guys playing as one. They are all gap accountable. They are they play within the scheme of the defense. Uh, and by prioritizing stopping the run, it minimizes what offenses can possibly do against them. They turn to the pass, and that's where Penn State pounces. So it, it is – this is textbook, like, and to the point where it reminds me of, man, I'm trying to think what year that was down at Maryland, Jan Johnson, and like that. Uh, mm, that's just what they do. It's 2019. 2019, right? And mm. and like that was that was the character of that defense. Um, I, I just I just think that this is exactly the group and the type of group, smart guys. Uh, who who play responsibly, and then and then the second half of the ticket there is just they make the plays when they're there to be made. Um, I just think that when you have when you have a setup like that, that makes them extremely dangerous as a, as a defense. So now we flip it over to the offense. What has been your thought there? You know, I think they're still finding their way a little bit. Um, I think that the explosive play, you know, element is it's it's there. I'm not sure that they have as many home runs. You know, like like they're they're getting chunk plays, uh, not as many to the house as I think that they would probably prefer or expect. And I think a piece of that is, you know, what's missing from the run game. That said, I. If I'm looking at the stat line last week and people, you know, obviously, like, I'm kind of dialed into what fans are saying, people are still frustrated 
you know, regardless of the 209 rushing yards, people are still frustrated that it doesn't seem like uh, the running game has any kind of consistency. And my argument in response to that is Penn State doesn't need necessarily five yards of carry, six yards of carry on a, on a every carry basis. Penn State needs exactly what it got last week, which is eight carries for 144 yards. Right, like if if they can break one off occasionally, keep defenses honest. That that, that gives them the ability. I mean, it's a, it's just the converse of what I was just talking about with the defense. It gives them the ability to open the playbook, to to be creative, to do what they want to do. Um, they still need to fix the the short yardage, you know, situations where everybody kind of knows what they're going to do, but. Uh, you know, I, I kind of have a, a sense that that's coming. That's that's the next deal, and it's really just down to, hey, the running backs have to make a play. The running backs have to be able to power through there, and I think a healthy Kane, uh, Noah Kane would certainly um, help to improve that situation. Now we get to special teams. Obviously, it's, it's uh, several prongs to this, but what, what's been your thought on that because they're so critical in the chess game? I think that Jordan Stout is the MVP of the season from a whole team. It is, it is, it is crazy to me what his impact can be on a game because there is virtually no return game for kickoffs. There's virtually no return game for punts. Uh, and his ability to swing field position has just change the complexion of games for Penn State this season, right? When you when you have a specialist who can give opponents a long field every time that they touch the ball, and in conjunction with Penn State's offense not giving up turnovers, right? Like that that is a powerful, powerful thing, um, you know, for a team to have. I mean, it's just it's it's. Are there elements that need to improve? Sure, right? I think that punt return is an element that that they probably expect a little bit better from, and I don't think that's a Jahan Dotson problem. I think that's a an opportunity problem and maybe some, some of the return uh, team, you know, kind of deal. But generally speaking, James Franklin is – Diehard about complementary football, yes. all three phases mm-hmm. of the game working in unison and tandem, and you see it. You see it in every game that they've played this season that they have that piece of the puzzle kind of figured out. Well, they spend a lot of time on special teams because they just believe that strongly in it. This is not this is not lip service. They spend a lot of time on it because they feel it's a critical component. Now look at Iowa. Iowa now Taylor's a really good punter, by the way. Really good punter. Mm-hmm. But you look at what it's meant for them, field position. Their average drive start on Friday night against Maryland was their own forty six yard line. They started six drives in Maryland territory. They've started eighteen drives in opponents territory so far this year. Conversely, Iowa has only five drives of seventy yards or better the whole season. Yep. I, I actually it's it's funny because I don't really know what to make of Iowa's offense, but I, I think that there's an important caveat that you can't blame them 
for starting with the ball at the 50 yard no, line. No, 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 not in the <laughs> least. Not in the right? least. Like, I mean, they've been handed a really good hand. I mean, in other words, off the deck, boom, on the deal, they look at it and go, hey, we got three aces. Yep. Oh. Yep. And so, and so, you know, I think that people are pointing to the total offense numbers, 118th in college football this year, right? Like they, they just they haven't had a lot of yards. Right. But my question is always the same, which is, are they scoring points? Yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, not, not a ton, right? Like, I mean, I, I don't think that anybody would confuse them for this dynamic, explosive offense, but. The points are there. Whether it doesn't matter how they come, <laughs> if you're scoring right. 33, 34 games, you're going to give yourself a chance to win most of the games that you play in the Big Ten. Um, you know, I, I think that my expectation is that this game will bring that down. Uh, uh, you know, a little bit. Like I think there will be less opportunity. I think Penn State will hand them fewer points than some of it. You know, their previous uh, opponents have done so far this season, but. No, nah, I mean it's it's this is going to be a very very interesting game to see if Penn State's field possession or field position game is intact and Penn State can play that where you're constantly swinging field position. Both of these teams having to drive a long field, um, uh, you know, we're, it's push is going to come to shove. Right, like right. we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out from both of these offenses and both of these defenses which one's legit. Right, uh, no question. Uh, people will find that out. Uh, the game, of course, is out there. You've been there before. It's an interesting place. It a lot of. I mean, the, the the seats are right up on top of the bench. Uh, yep. Has there ever been a helmet taken from the bench from Penn State before? Yes, in the '90s there was one. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's happened. Uh, before, what do you think of uh, Kenny? It's maybe sixty nine thousand, but what do you think of it? It's fun. It's fun. It's a. I know, agree. Look, like they're they're the atmosphere outside of the stadium is always electric. They're obviously very passionate. Yes, they it's, are. It's the only game in town, right? It's a little bit of that Nebraska vibe. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's it is it's real. I, I don't know. You know, uh, thinking back on past games, and, and I mean, honestly, I'm probably a little bit biased in the sense that Penn State has had success there. Yeah, sure. Right? Like, so, so my experiences there have been tied to, uh, you know, more often than not, at least in the last few years, Penn State winning those games. But guess what? They're always close. They're always close games. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is one of my more pleasurable experiences uh, in terms of travel in the Big Ten, for sure. Uh, are you going to this game, or are you going to hang back here? I am. I am going to be there in the flesh. Some. Some. Uh, really? w- yeah. Some less than fun travel arrangements this time around. But uh, <laughs> is it I, is, is it a uh, is it a two layover deal or? You know, it's it's not actually. So oddly enough, uh, are you going go to go to Chicago? Are Chicago? You going to go to Chicago? Right. I'm doing so. I'm doing Chicago on the way back. So that's that's the hang up. Is I'm flying direct to Cedar Rapids, which is great. 
like that's that's awesome uh and a special feature this year shout out to uh state college airport <laughs> but uh but the way back i couldn't get on the flight back there's a one there's a direct back uh, that I couldn't get on, so I have to drive to Chicago uh, from Iowa City, which is, a, I think, a little hair over three hours. Yeah, it is. Uh, before, before the uh, before the flight back, so it'll be fine. I'll get through it. You know, a little adversity never hurt anyone. I mean, the University of Iowa golf course is very nice, by the way. You know what? The problem is we're, we're getting there late on Friday, nice. so I don't I don't know that the opportunity is going to be there. But you know, maybe yeah. Saturday morning, yeah, get does. out early. The place Gary Dolphin takes us to uh, near Dubuque. Now I know it's an hour and ten minutes away, but you know, you go by Field of I, Dreams, wave at it. Yeah, I um, this is this is uh, one of my side stories. But 2017, I actually played Zach Johnson's. Oh, home did course. you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, got right. on it. Uh, Cedar Rapids country proper. It, uh, and it was fun. I think I saw Zach talking about that. He was at the, at, at the British Open. He says, "You know, Nate Bauer played my course." Like, I, thought, <laughs> he played, I thought he put five in the water. I thought it was around. I thought it was touching. You know, <laughs> the fact that you remember you like that. I thought that was great. Yeah, he's a nice guy. They have a statue to him. Oh, I know they do. Yes, a statue right right in front of the first tee. It's crazy. Hey. Hey, you're sitting there at that, that that country club, and you have a Masters and British Open champion. Pretty good. That's true. That's true. He's, he is a massive Hawkeyes fan. I know he is. I know he is. I didn't say people were perfect. No. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, always a pleasure. Always have a good time talking with you. You know that. Thanks so much for having me. I'll uh, I'll catch you out there. Yeah, I think we'll show up. <laughs> Good idea. Smart. I think we'll show up. Thanks, Nate. All right. See you. Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated. It's fun for me to talk to somebody today on the show that was sane and not wrapped in hate. <laughs> You're bitter. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Well, we'll call it slightly that because I didn't think they were going to beat the Rays anyway, but, you know. The Rays? We were playing the Rays last night. I know. That's why it still stinks because they lost to the Red Sox again in the playoffs. Huh. All right. Seem bitter. <laughs> Maybe. I haven't seen anybody that bitter since Dave Ritchie tried to talk on the uh, on the pregame show. All right, back with more in a moment. <laughs> no, señor! No, señor! No, señor! Hundreds Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Doug got a kick out of my chief comment. 
I figured. Did you? Oh, yeah, of course. I was yeah, there when he, a, when he talked about it. No offense, this is a loyalty check. <laughs> <laughs> Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, Force Freedom Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15, Almost Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Geez, by the time he's done saying touchdown shikalemi the way he does it, Dave could have had eight sentences. <laughs> Although in his defense, he's taking advantage of every opportunity he can. I got that. I understand that. I mean, he makes every touchdown sound like they should have a parade. <laughs> I'm sure the players wouldn't mind. That's right. Exactly. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory. Best in pre-owned inventory. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. This is now the 73rd consecutive show where Matt has called for somebody to be fired. So it's. (laughs) You want Urban Meyer fired? You want Aaron Boone fired? Oh, my almighty! I'd necessarily call for Aaron Boone. I wouldn't be disappointed. I mean, you want me fired? (laughs) I think I felt, no offense, I found that to be personal. (laughs) Two biggest things are Urban Meyer and Phil Nevin. And me. And maybe that, too. Well, because I'm not fun. (laughs) No good! No good! No good! I think that says it all right there. All right. Great to have you with us on the show today. The uh, and we already made our point about Urban Meyer, and again, the bottom line to me is you start out what's what's let's start out 
creating the domino of mistakes where you lose your team. Again, pro players don't really care how many national championships you won in college. They want to know what you're doing now. If you're going to get up there and you're going to preach about your culture and you're going to preach about your leadership and the whole thing, when the game's over, you, you do, like, the bottom line, you do you do the basic thing. You get on the plane and you go back with them. Now, once you get off the plane, if you choose to fly back, go ahead. Because you're letting the players go on their free time. Now it's your free time. That's fine. Now, what you do with your free time, not so fine. But that's the first issue right out of the gate. Like, what are you doing? What kind of leader are you? You know, you expect all this, your players to be this, 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 this. Guess what? That means you've got to be that. I mean, you have to be that. So... He has had about as rocky a start to a pro coaching career as you can possibly think of. I think that's fair. Stefan Gilmore, by the way, traded by the Patriots to Carolina today. Yeah, that was a big move by Carolina, and we'll see if he plays against the Eagles on Sunday. All right. Couldn't come to an agreement. Uh, by the way, Urban Meyer says he uh, did not consider resigning as Jacksonville's coach. I mean, with that kind of contract, would you? <laughs> He's still not going to last long. Well, he met with Shad Khan, and they did. They talked. So. I feel like it takes a lot to make Shad Khan angry. Well, he's not <laughs> happy about this. Well, yeah, I wouldn't be either. Good news for the White Sox, by the way. And this is down. You know, they needed this one. Jose Abreu is just a fabulous player. The reigning American League MVP. Uh, will be able to be at Game 1 for the White Sox and Astros. He'd been ill since the weekend. He didn't travel with the team to Houston on Tuesday. He caught the flu. They tested him for COVID-19, which it's a test that's mandatory. And guess what? He's negative, and he'll be able to join the team. Um, they needed that. Tonight, Dodgers and Cardinals. Can be a heck of a game. Yeah, it's Wainwright against Scherzer tonight. The Dodgers won 106 games, and it's interesting. This was brought up to me today about you know somebody said this is archaic. Why does the team have to somehow win 106 games and now they got to play a, a wild card game? Why aren't they seeded one through five? Like, or, or why isn't it a best of three? Well, it's not a best of three because. The owners wanted to expand the playoffs this year, which would mean more TV money, obviously. But the and, and they wanted the DH as well. The players rejected both. That's why you had the DH 
in the American League and not in the National League and why you did not have expanded playoffs. The Players Association rejected it. It is something, obviously, the owners are going to be looking for in the new collective bargaining agreement when everything runs out midnight November 30th. But the players are going to want to look at the owners and say, look, you want more playoff money? Under the old system, the owners would be the ones benefiting for the extra playoff money. They would benefit from it. And the players are going to say, hey, look, we're the ones playing. We need a bigger cut of it. And that will be the issue with expanded playoffs moving forward. You still have archaic systems still set up in the NFL. Yeah, they expanded the playoffs to seven each. Okay, great. But guess what? The Washington football team still hosted the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round of the playoffs. Tampa Bay was what, twelve and four? And Washington was seven and nine, but they were division champs. So there's still there's still an archaic structure in the NFL. It should be one to seven. Washington should never have hosted a playoff game last year. Now, Tampa Bay won the game. Remember, Tampa Bay played, excuse me, uh, Washington played really well that night. Taylor Heineke was really good, I thought, in that game. But that's the bottom line. I mean, everyone remembers New Orleans losing at Seattle when Seattle was 7-9, and Seattle went the next week to play at Chicago and lost to the Bears. But that's part of an archaic system. So baseball with the one-game playoff where a 106-win team has to play a 91 team is still part of an archaic system. To me, winning the division should be enough to get you into the playoffs. That's your automatic in. After that, it should be a one through five seed on each side. And, I mean, that's that to me is the way it, it should be. Enough of this archaic stuff. The Washington football team should not be hosting a playoff game at 7-9. and nine. But they won their division. So what? Their division is not good. Especially when you're considering that everybody is playing 63% of their games out of the division anyway. People don't think of these percentages, but that's a fact. Just a reminder to Matt, the postseason is um, a series of games that happens after the regular season. Oh, my almighty! What? Thanks for the clarification. I just want to make sure you know. I mean, you know. I appreciate that. It's been a while. 
been a bitter day for you. Mm, yeah, not great. That's okay. Who do the Eagles have this week? At Carolina. Oh, it's not getting any better, is it? Uh, uh, yeah, um, probably not. <laughs> And I thought they could beat Carolina about two weeks ago, but uh, yeah, not anymore. Well, you know, you know what? This goes back to what we were talking about Jalen Hurts last week. Hurt, he is who he is, but you know what? He gives them the best chance to win. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He gives them the best chance to win. And I, I thought he played really well against Kansas City. I thought he threw the ball well. For the most part, his judgment was good. He's not the issue at all. In fact, I listen to Friday nights. The Chiefs not the issue. All right, we'll come back with more. What? We'll come back with more in a moment. Just praising the Chief. Aaron News Radio 1070 WKOK. Peace as pure as mother's milk. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Here we talked about last night's playoff game. Tonight's the Cardinals and the Dodgers. 106 wins, and man, it could end in one day. But again, this is what the players at the beginning of the year, remember the owners proposed it. Now, the the owners would be the ones who would have financially benefited from it, not so much the players. So I understand why the players were not enamored with it. I got it. They're putting in all that extra work, and the owners would be getting checks, and while the players would be getting more, not to the same level. This will be something that will be negotiated in the new collective bargaining agreement. Now, who knows if they'll be able to come to a new collective bargaining agreement. Many people think the next season is going to be stalled. We're going to get Rob Beer Temple back on the show probably at the end of the month, once the World Series is over with, to talk about the issues and the uphill climb they're facing. I mean, they've done a little bit of pre-negotiation, a little bit, but 
Not much. And baseball doesn't need this. They do not need this. Because it is uh, the big issue. The big issue. Hmm. I mean, the biggest issue is going to be what they do with service time and things like that. Service time, free agency. That'll be the biggest issues. Now, the TV part will come in as a way of getting more money in there. The DH, okay, in both leagues, I think is going to be discussed as well. But baseball's got a problem because they don't appear to be close on anything. But they've got the postseason first, and we'll see how it goes. How many Jacksonville Jaguar players do you know? Trevor Lawrence. Like Kurt, we're talking current, right? No, that you personally know. Oh, none. Listen to this from Michael Silver. The Urban Meyer situation in Jacksonville has reached a crisis point, especially in the locker room. One player told me he has zero credibility in that stadium. He had very little to begin with. Again, remember what I talked about. They don't care what you did in college. Players were particularly put off by the fact that Meyer canceled Monday's team meeting as he dealt with the uproar over the videos of him and a young woman getting cozy in an Ohio bar. He even canceled the team meeting. He was too scared, a player said. Instead, Meyer only apologized to position groups individually. He portrayed the woman in the videos as a random person who was just there dancing. Suffice it to say, his audience was highly skeptical. Said one player, we looked at him like, what did, you know, you know what? Right when he left, everyone just started dying laughing, and he knew it. Ooh. There you go. That's what we talked about earlier. I mean, they obviously were in touch with you. <laughs> They might have been. That's what I'm saying. He can't survive past this season. He just can't. Well, for Shad Khan, here's the predicament. You have put a lot of capital into Urban Meyer. Now, Khan, Khan made it very clear that Meyer was close to getting bounced in this. But, again, remember what, I t- what, what did I say at the beginning? And that matches up with Michael Silver. The players don't care how many college championships you've won. They don't care about that. They just care about what are you going to do with our team? What are you going to do in the pros? What's your decision-making going to be 
during the week and during the game. See, part of the issue is that it sounds like Myers tried to go in there and he's tried to build this like a college program, right? And these players don't think like that, okay? College player comes in, they're there for four or five years and there's turnover and so forth. Now the transfer portals change that. But these guys are being traded, cut, holding out, things like that. It's a a totally different world. And you got to go in there with the idea, you know what? That's where I give Jimmy Johnson all the credit in the world. Jimmy Johnson got into the pro world, took his lumps early. He was what one in fifteen, but he adapted pretty quick as to how the pro world works. And I give him a lot of credit for doing that. It took Dick Vermeil a little while to do it. But Dick Vermeil won that Eagles locker room over. He won it over. And Dick Vermeil is, you know, I can tell you, is just a fantastic guy. He's a great guy. He's the kind of guy that, yeah, he may be serious, you know, the, the sleeping overnight in the stadium and things like that. Okay, got it. All right, especially in his early days. But you're around him, personable, he's a great guy to be around. But that's why you see over and over again guys that have a pro background are the ones winning pro championships. People talk about, well, Tom Coughlin was at Boston College. No, no, he had all that experience with the Giants before he went to Boston College. Then he went to Jacksonville for years. And Tom Coughlin's a guy with the first time through with Jacksonville did a heck of a job. He made them relevant quick. Urban's got big problems, and to his credit, he created all of them.